What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Dissect That Film, where we dissect your favorite films, film franchises, and TV. Today is the start of something very special. With the release of The Batman come March 4th, we decided it's time to jump into one of my favorite fan franchises and maybe some of yours, Batman 1989. I mean, what else What else is it to say? This was the film that got me into Batman all those years ago, even though this movie came out a few years before I was born. But this was what this in the animated series. This is what got me into Batman. Yeah, yeah, I am your host, Brett Parker. And joining me, as always, is the wonderful DNA gaming consisting of Dan and Angela. Woo. Oh, hello. 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 Batman. 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 Was uh, let's see, uh, seven weeks of this, including a fresh cut when we decide what we're going to be uh, reviewing the Batman. Uh, that's going to be a that's going to be a task. It's going to be fun. <laughs> I hope. But I'm today, so worried. <laughs> but today we are starting with no, we're not starting with the '60s Adam West Batman. We decided we were going to start with the 1989 Batman, starring Michael Keaton. And Jack Nicholson. This movie directed by Dan's favorite director, Tim Burton. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) We get one more of him, so. Yep. And this also had Kim Basinger in it, which probably had a little crush on her when I was a kid after watching this movie. Not so much anymore. Uh, I don't know. I haven't seen what she looks like lately. I think the last thing I ever saw her in was 8 Mile because she played Eminem's mom. (laughs) So Um, it's been been a long time. The Fifty Shades series. Oh, see, I'm never gonna watch those. But she's not. Just, just, all right. Don't, don't ruin this for him. Just remember her in your mind. I'm remembering her from the '89 Batman. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Oh, this also had Billy D. Williams in it, which is just what could have been when it came to the two face character because right. he plays Harvey Dent he just plays Harvey Dent in this movie but of course you know if you're into Batman and the lore behind it uh, he eventually Ooh. becomes Two-Face and yes, unfortunately sir. we didn't get to see him as Two-Face but if you read the Batman 89 comics that came out I think they've come out within the last e- couple years there are a couple issues that have Billy D Williams's Harvey Dent as Two-Face That's so cool. if you want to awesome. see what he could have looked like as Two-Face, go read those comics. You can get them on Amazon or anywhere you get comic books. But I didn't even know they existed until I was doing a little bit of research on this movie. And I was like, oh shit. Well, maybe someday I'll have to read those. They're really cool. I love the artwork of it. It pretty much is just taking, extending the the universe that Tim yeah, Burton yeah. created with this Batman. All right. Well, you know how this goes. We go around and talk about what we thought of this movie. And we'll start, of course, we always start with DNA Gaming. So this time, I'm going to let you guys decide who goes first. I'm not even going to pick. You guys, it's all you. It's Batman. What's not to like about it? <laughs> I mean, come on. Right? It's Batman. I just, I wish I had That's a moon it? so oh. I could just... Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's right. Just a convenient moon in your in your room. Yeah. Oh, let me get a moon here. Yeah, you can't right? not like it. Exactly, I agree. It's good stuff. It's good Batman. That's, I mean, I I mean, it, it's a, it's a great movie. It, it launched the big big screen career of Batman. Right. I mean, I'm not gonna count the other ones because those were kind of like there was the, the little serials and stuff in like the 40s and probably into the 50s, and then the Adam West Batman, which was really just a hey, we made this series, let's do a movie as well kind of thing, like a lot of yeah. shows do or certain shows do. Yep. 
this one actually like as like a continuing at least if not connected but just a continual series of batman movies so this this was like the jump the springboard or starting off point or jumping off point but it was good it was good uh, i will say one thing is at this point with this movie being practically it's what almost 40 years now uh 30 33 no, 33 yeah it's getting up so much 33 89 i know that old i know it's younger than me technically there's some things that don't hold up compared to newer films but not holding that against it it's a, it is a quite a good movie alfred will forever be my favorite right uh michael go he just was he was the goat of, of playing alfred i mean he played alfred in all four of the you know oh. pre-dark you know night trilogy films and yeah he's just the epitome of alfred he's great i love him also, Pat Engel playing Commissioner Gordon, also in all four of these early Batman movies. As a, and, and, and a weird thing that I noticed when I was watching this movie, Pat Engel, who plays Commissioner Gordon, is missing his pinky on his right hand. The, the scene at the end when the, when the Joker knocks the bell down, the tower, yeah. he, goes to, he goes up to the bell and starts pushing it, and I'm like, is he tucking his pinky into his hand? No, he's missing his entire. He's missing his pinky on his right oh, hand. Oh, really? Yeah. Any idea a, why? I have no idea because I just noticed it. Like before I came down here and we started this, I just was like, "Oh, I've seen this movie many times. Never really realized that." But no, huh. I do not have a unless I. I mean, I could always look him up and then look at his trivia. I just thought it was an interesting observation that I had never noticed. Let's well, see. apparently he almost died. Oh shit! And that's where he lost his little finger. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Look at that. We're finding new it was things during out. The, yeah, it was during the run of JB. I don't know what that for. I don't that know. That Hingle took an accidental plunge down an elevator shaft of the New York of his New York City apartment building, sustaining oh. a near fatal fall, near fatal injury, injuries after a 54 foot fall. He was near death for two weeks and lost his little finger on his left hand. Okay, so it was his left hand. It's, it's hard to tell when you're watching a movie on which. No, no, no. That's I didn't notice. That's a good. Goes. That's a good catch. Uh, he also s looks like he uh, he was in the Navy during World War II. So kudos to him. Very Big cool. Time. Very cool. Um, with New Bomb Turks in this. Who? Go back. Yeah, I know nobody's gonna. Uh, it, massive points if you know who the fuck New Bomb Turk is. Are we but talking about Ro in Robert, this movie? Yeah, Ro Robert Wool. Plays Knox. Plays Knox. Oh, Alexander see, I had Knox. to look him up. What? Who? Because I've seen him in other things. Dude, I haven't seen him in anything in forever. He was in, he's an he was in Good Man. Morning Vietnam. That's what I saw. I remember him from. See, I always remember. Okay, so there was a comedy movie from what was it? It had to be like the late 80s, maybe. It had to be like late or late to mid 80s called Hollywood Nights. And I always remember from that fucking movie because this character's name is Newbalm Turk. And he's great. Right there, 1980. Yeah, I remember him from Good first. Morning Vietnam, which actually came out two years yeah. before this movie. So That was his first fucking movie, too. Wild. Wild. Uh, classic great. movie. He's great in this movie, by the way. He's, I, I, he's just so energetic. At the beginning, I was like, I was yeah. like, dude, he's kind of an annoying piece of shit, but that's kind of how he is. But then as the movie right. went on, I was like, all right, he's coming into his own. I like yep. his character. So, yeah, this movie came out, debuted... On, July, on June 19th, 1989 in L.A., and then like four days later in the rest of the United States, June 23rd, 1989. Our blockbuster, baby. 
Yeah. Summer blockbuster. This movie came in at a little over two hours. It was 126 minutes. Uh, its budget That's... was around, it was between 35 to $48 million, which in the 80s uh, was quite a bit of money. But it yep. grossed $411.6 million worldwide. Now, that could be from re-releases and all that, too. We have to put the into, you know, it's not just probably the initial release, um, but still. Even if it made a two a hundred to two hundred million dollars, it's still a huge success. I mean, this thing was marketed like crazy. I'm pretty sure it was for the sequel, but I remember the cups from like yes. McDonald's or Burger King or whatever. Um, I always remember them fucking cups. Yeah, I know that. I think Returns did cups, and then I know Forever did because I had a bunch of the Forever glasses. Yeah, we had some of those too. Yeah, yeah. They the, the marketing for the Batman movies in the '90s. Well, of course, this didn't come out in the '90s, but well, yeah, it's close enough. But all the movies that came out during that time, they were so well marketed. People were buying everything. <laughs> Where's my fucking Jurassic Park cups? I want them back. Right? <laughs> you got to go to like and, Universal to get cool things that have Jurassic Park on it. And the Disney cups. Oh yeah, the Disney cups. Yep. from that era. Yep. yep. So I'm I'm derailing the podcast talking about you know cup oh, merchandise. Know, Listen, this usual. is this is how this goes, right? This is I know I just that's usually goes where my mind's we at. Just make this big old circle. <laughs> yep. Tim Burton was hired to be the director in 1986, but Warner Brothers said it all it's it all deter, it, the determination of use having the job uh when it gets to that point is how good beetlejuice does so beetlejuice literally is the reason why he was still able to direct batman cuz it was of course beetlejuice be, turned out to be successful and they're like all right i guess we'll let you do it and to be honest i think he did a great job with something that originally was so campy and people really didn't take batman seriously to this point it was it was nice to see how dark it could possibly get. You know, like, ooh, I like this style Batman. Blame the '68 movie for that shit. Yeah, because um, there were actually um, one of my, some of my favorite artist comic book writers uh, was Denny O'Neill and um, fuck Adams is his name something Adams can't think of it right now. But they were in the '60s trying to fix the problems that the TV show mm-hmm. started. But because most people didn't read comics, it took the Burton movie to really right. start to bring that back for the general audience. I mean, even even up until this movie, they they were still trying to get those dark stories out when it came to Batman. Frank Miller with the Dark Knight Returns, and yep, yep. Uh, I don't know if death if Death in the Family was out before this or not. It but should have been. Let me look. Let me look. Those are massively dark Batman stories that really got people excited to see what they could do with the big screen. But I think a lot of people were really nervous because of the fact that the 68 Batman was just so campy in the way that they hadn't seen anything Batman on the, on the screen since then. And 1988 were like, okay. So yeah, so that was right before also uh, uh Joker, uh, the killing joke or Batman, the yep. killing joke came out in the eighties. So they were pushing these really dark stories. And so Tim Burton, of course, being, that style director who is very good at bringing in those dark uh the dark imagery and um it's just the way everything looked you net like even when it was daytime in this movie and even in batman yeah. returns it still seems dark yeah. yeah like you never are like feeling ah it's it's a it's a nice sunny day we're comfortable things are gonna happen no it always feels like 
you're just you feel dirty all the time. Yeah. <laughs> that that was the exact same sensation I got when you started playing uh, Elden Ring and you walked outside. It's a bright sunny day, but it doesn't feel sunny. Right. Like everything's got a dark tint to everything because you know you're going to die seven thousand times in that game. That too, but also yeah. it's literally like <laughs> there's no like glare or god ray or bloom yeah. or anything. It's just yeah. Uh, this movie, of course, was uh, co was written by Tim Burton and Sam Hamm, who he Sam Hamm. he actually wrote some Batman comics. Uh, DC he? actually invited him to do that, and he wrote Never Cry Wolf and Monkey Bone. Remember Monkey Bone with uh, Brendan Fraser? I've heard of it. I, I don't know the advertisements, but also he also wrote Batman Returns. But yeah, this was this was Tim Burton's thing right they put a lot of trust in this guy to to change the image of batman on the screen and boy did he he not only did he bring on like just the imagery being so dark you know goth i love the look of gotham city in all yeah. of in the original the the four 90s movies they just it looks so cool as much as i love the dark knight trilogy which is just superb filmmaking it was a city it was just a, a it was chicago or it was new york redecorated to to be gotham city where tim burton and then joel schumacher with the other two they created a, a its own thing like yep. it was something so different and of course the animated series ended up doing the same thing they they took a lot of inspiration of course the music for the animated series is pretty much danny elfman's score from yep. Batman and Batman Returns. And a lot of the styling cues, the yeah. gothic vibe, which the gothic looks great. Vibe, the Batmobile, just yep. everything. Yep. Even though I like the animated Batmobile better than the yeah, you Batman do. and Batman Returns. Yeah, you fucking do. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> Listen, I love the Batmobiles. I love the Batmobiles throughout time. Even the, the 60s Batmobile was still a cool looking car, but it was just a really, it just, I think it was just everything else. It just didn't catch me. Uh, but the Batmobiles for the for these 90s movies were just so they're so like what is this what a weird design like it was so impractical like the fact Green's that he Tim in the Burton. scene where he has to use the little the the line he like shoots the line into the building just so he could take the sharp corner because there's yeah. no way he was able to take a corner with that thing no, absolutely not. It's still a great. It's still great to see, especially when he uses the. He like locks it up, and it just turns itself into like the back of an armadillo. Just yeah, he's like really shields cool on. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, we could talk about Michael Keaton. We'll talk about Michael Keaton. He was not um, very well liked when he was cast as Batman. People were like, "What, Michael uh, it's Keaton?" Funny. It's funny how, how it's funny how many people forget that about a lot of good roles that that mm -hmm. happens for yeah he was mr mom yeah he was mr and he was beetlejuice like yeah it just wasn't when when they when tim burton announced that michael keaton was gonna play bruce wayne slash batman people were like no fucking way he is not bruce wayne he is not bad he's just he doesn't look like batman his stature he's a you know michael keaton's not a very tall guy he wasn't a very big guy he was an everyday guy it, he just people just didn't see him as Batman because if they had, if you had read Batman comics even you know early Batman comics Bruce Wayne was a pretty built dude 
even if he wasn't like he wasn't super ripped or anything, but he looked like a guy who could, you know, suit up as Batman and kick some ass where people looked at Michael Keaton was like, eh, no, thank yeah, you. Exactly. But then you saw him play Batman and you're like, this dude's awesome. I yeah. love Michael Keaton. Is he my favorite Batman? Well, maybe we'll see at the end of this because we're going to do a lot of rankings through this next seven weeks. We're going to rank our favorite. We're going to rank the Batmans, the villains, the movies themselves, and maybe some other things that I think of while we're talking. Sounds like we're going to be busy. Yeah, yeah we're going to be busy. These episodes are going to be fun. Not that our other episodes aren't fun, but this is going to be really fun. Everything else was shit before. Garbage. This, this, this just is, this is the, the channel. This is the, this is the start. We're starting over, everybody. <laughs> yep, absolutely. But as much as I love Michael Keaton, the true just savant of this movie was Jack Nicholson as the Joker. Oh, so fucking good. Just the energy he had, the the way that he kind of flips between, you know, when he's Jack Napier before he becomes the Joker. He's, you know, he's still crazy, but he's more of a, he's just a typical gangster. Then when he becomes the Joker, he becomes like that, like just absolute chaos. Just turns into straight up chaos. Not giving a shit about anything. Yeah. And it's great. Jack Nicholson's just so good. And and I, I also love the Joker. He's my favorite character in comics, period. Not just Batman, but any comic series. The Joker, I mean, I love the Joker. I have many Joker things back there. He's hanging out. Jack Nicholson was, you know, my introduction into this character. And, and what a great introduction. As much as I think Cesar Romero did, you know, a good job for what he was given for that situation i think yeah. jack nicholson just knocked it out of the park i think he and, channeled a little bit of caesar romero oh definitely you stuff. can definitely tell I, I mean to be honest when i look back and i see clips of the original batman show and i watch caesar romero um be that campy joker it was i think that's probably one of the best parts of that show was just the villains it was more the villains than it was you know adam west yeah. batman and robin of course it was more the villains and the way that they were portrayed, you know, kind of they tried to rip them from the comics, but it just didn't work out as well as people wanted. Oh, rough. But boy, it's rough, but rough. Jack Nicholson is just so good in this role. Yes, he is. And to be honest, as good as he is, he's still not my favorite Joker. <laughs> no, not for me. He's not. But he's he's damn close. He's damn close. Kim Basinger, Vicky Vale. Was she a comic character before this movie? OK, yes, sir. I know that she's been she was in the games too. I know she was in one of the games. One of the Arkham I games. I think she was yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We got, you know, Pat Hingle as Commissioner Gordon, who is just I think he's the campiest character in this movie. He's just the way that he acts. Like he goes from the he's at the Wayne party, you know, all in his like tux and stuff. And then he gets the the you know, gets told about Napier and his gang going to the chemicals plant and doing what they're doing. And then he just walks in through the door of the chemical plant in front of all of his officers still in his yep. outfit from the, the why are you in front of everybody you don't have a gun <laughs> it's just it's uh. just so great and he just gets better and better as these films go along he just gets campier and campier and it's great to be honest we talked about billy d williams playing harvey dent he would later be recast of course but uh, with tommy lee jones in batman forever when they decided to actually bring two-face to the screen whoops 
yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, I figured with him being in this movie that they would have maybe put him in Batman Returns, but I feel they already had the idea of having the Penguin and Catwoman and stuff. And they just didn't want to overload it yeah. with villains. Spider-Man yeah. 3. <laughs> well, don't forget that No Way Home did the same thing. Yeah, but people expected it. It was just... Don't, people, make, don't make excuses People for knew it. what they were getting with No Way Home, all right? At that point, it was a given. And people no, no, people were expecting a good Venom, not Topher Grace. Uh, <laughs> uh, Michael Go playing Alfred. I don't know if that's how you pronounce his last name. Just that looks like how it. I read it. Yeah. He would, of course, he's... Alfred in all four of the 90s Batmans, but also, did you know he was in Sleepy Hollow? Who was he in Sleepy Hollow? I don't yes. remember his name, but he was the very old man <laughs> who was like part of like the old man group of that town. Mm, I didn't realize that. Yeah, I think it was his last yeah. role before he passed. Uh, no, he had a few more. He was in oh, Corpse Bride. Oh, okay. Yeah, Corpse, Corpse Bride and... Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. Oh, wow. Huh. Yep. Interesting. So he passed. That was only voice work. His last yeah. on screen. Yeah, he work. he did the voice of. Wait, okay. hang on, hang on. Katarina's nightmare. <laughs> yeah, I think the strange case of yeah is the last. The, the Sleepy Hollow and another movie came out at the exact same time. I think it was his last on screen. Oh, okay. On screen appearance. And last but not least, I uh, we can't talk about great actors without talking about Jack Palace, who was huge back in the fifties and sixties. He did a lot of westerns. But mm-hmm. a lot of people might know him from the movie City Slickers. I don't know if you've ever seen City Slickers with Billy Crystal and Daniel Stern from Home Alone. I have not. It's a I great not, movie. I, I highly recommend it if you've never seen it. But Jack Palace, he plays like that old gruff cowboy who's trying to um, help these two sit. Yeah, it's called City Slickers. These two city guys come in and they have to herd cows from one ranch to another. But of course, it's got Billy okay. Crystal and Daniel Stern, so there's a lot of comedy in it. It's a yeah, yeah, very I'm, enjoyable movie. I remember the uh, advertisements for that. Yeah, I think there was two of them. Huh. Music by Danny Elfman, of course, because it's early Tim Burton, and if Tim Burton's doing a movie, he's got to have his boy Danny Elfman coming in and make and doing the score. And it's a great score. It's iconic to Batman. Oh yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that yeah, iconic theme. Which literally is just taken uh, for the animated series, which is just so good in itself. Dan- a lot of people are like, oh man, more Danny Elfman. It all sounds the same. No, Danny Elfman has, you always know, even if you didn't watch the credits, you always know if Danny Elfman is the composer. He just has that special, you know, sound. Yeah. And most likely, if you're watching a Tim Burton movie, you're going to be hearing him, anyways. That's true, except for that one time. I think it was a couple times that they, uh, (laughs) that they didn't work together. So Robin Williams was originally approached, uh, to play the Joker. If Jack Nicholson didn't accept. So Jack Nicholson was asked first, but he was very hesitant about it. They asked Williams. Williams was like, yeah, I'll do it. If he doesn't want to, they went back to Jack Nicholson and said, Hey, Robin will do it. If you say no. And that's that, uh, turned it around for Jack saying yes. And Robin Williams was pissed. And he was actually asked for Batman forever to play the Riddler. And he flat out said no, because he was still pissed from before. Cause he was just used as bait. He didn't want me. He hated that. He was That's used as bait. Bullshit. 
So he literally refused to take the Riddler job and he refused to work with Warner Brothers until they apologized to him. So, man, what? I mean, as much as I love Jim Carrey's Riddler, oh, Robin Williams would have killed it as the Riddler. And it might have had a better connect. Him and Tommy Lee Jones might have gotten along because I know when we get to that movie, we'll talk more about it. But some some tension on the set of Batman Forever. I, I don't know much, dude. I I don't even think I've ever seen that movie. I've seen clips of it and it was enough for me to hate it. So, Oh, Batman Forever is a special movie. <laughs> <laughs> the only problem is I just I like Tim or Jim Carrey in certain roles. And it's just like, that's not the Riddler to me. It never has been Edward Nigma. him just being Jim Carrey, wearing a onesie with question marks. Are you excited for the, the new Riddler? I'll probably get a complaint about it because it's a very different interpretation of Edward Nigma, but we'll see. Yeah. I have a lot of reservations for that movie, so I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm going to watch it, but I'm not like overly excited to, so I don't want my hopes up. Have you ever seen Batman Forever? I don't think so. Oh my goodness. I've seen a movie that you haven't seen. Oh, there's probably a lot of movies you've seen that I haven't seen. You just don't realize. Like, but like to wow. Jack Nicholson in 1989, maybe 90, 1990, received sixty million dollars for this movie. A lot of money. It is still to this day. Well, as of 20, 2003, it was the still the single highest salary for a single actor in a movie yeah because he asked for a percentage of the royalty or the yes gross. it was he asked a for the percentage of percentage the, the box office <clears throat> smart Ooh, play it's crazy the infant the uh so many quotable lines in this movie so many oh, quotable yeah. lines oh my and most of them from the joker but the oh absolutely the first thing that you hear from michael keaton of course is i'm uh when the he's got the the bum over the, the side of the building who are you He's like, I'm Batman. Wasn't in the script. Wasn't supposed to be said. He forgot his line when the guy asked him, and he just it just popped into his head and just said, I'm Batman. And yes. Burton said, gold, and just kept it in there. <laughs> That's good. I did not realize that. He yeah. actually asked, what are you? Oh, okay. Because they're yeah. they're churching him up. No, no, I'm telling Angela, because they're churching him up at the beginning, because they're like, because you know, like talking about, hey, so and so fell five. St- down, who are you? So and so fell five stories, but there was no blood in the body. You think the bat got him? Like yeah. The blood was on the sidewalk. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? This movie's this movie's dark, man. Those bombs looked good. Like they looked really? like crackheads. Everybody looked rough, dude. Yeah. Like, like the uh, the TV uh, anchors. When they well, yeah, because they had to stop using makeup. Woo. Yeah. They're looking, they're looking you, rough. They look like they had been crying or something. They were so that line, I'm Batman, which is you know, two simple words, was later used in Batman Begins by Christian Bale, uh, kind of as a homage to to bat to the original Batman. So, uh, that could was you understand cool. what he was? Could you understand oh, what Batman. he was saying? Because he just sounds like he's gargling marbles the oh, whole time. So. <laughs> I mean, people, people complained about not understanding what Bane said in Dark Knight Rises yet. Oh my god. I'm 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 I love Christian Bale. I'm sorry. I love I, you, Christian Bale. Yeah, I love your Batman, but <laughs> have you ever watched How It Should Have Ended? No. That there's a YouTube channel called How How It Should Have Ended. And during the early Marvel films, they had all these like they had the superhero cafe. Yeah. So like around the time Batman like they had Batman, Superman were like the main characters, but they bring all these other superheroes in and just kind of voice them ridiculously. 
And then they, when around the time Batman Begins come out, they did that with uh, Batman. He's all like, oh, I got a new movie coming out. Hang on, I got to get in character. Does your voice just sound like that in the whole movie? <laughs> It's like, all right. I always appreciated that piece of, um, you know, what they when they added that to the Dark Knight trilogy, because if Batman like if you knew Bruce Wayne and you encountered Batman and he sounds like Bruce Wayne, you could kind of put it together that it's that he's that that's Bruce Wayne where Christian Bale's character, like especially with the bat suit being so like you only saw like his his mouth and like his eyes and then he sounded like that it was probably a lot harder to realize oh that's that's bruce wayne in there bruce wayne oh, I, I in get a batman wh- suit <laughs> i get i get why they're doing i'm just laughing at him how he oh, does sorry that he wasn't does, he, strictly for you that was just for the audience okay just okay. explaining why spider-man they couldn't tell that he was i know right his voice didn't change right but nobody but nobody knew why does Nathan Drake sound like Spider-Man? <laughs> Is Nathan Drake Spider-Man? You, Who's Peter you Parker? Seen you haven't seen him in the right in room together. Yes, that's true. That's true. Oh, oh, we can't forget. We can't forget to shout out Prince for writing for partially writing this uh, this amazing soundtrack because every song that's in this movie, other than Danny Elfman's score, is Prince. Yeah, we don't care. I, but maybe the audience does. I, I don't give two Prince shits about Prince. Like, oh, Prince, what happened? Prince, is, I've never, never, ever. But I'm sure there's people that love him. But I just, I just can't. Angela's can't literally bringing out a gallon of water. She's got, she's got her jug. It's her thirst quencher. <laughs> she's got to hide it now. Oh man. Jack Nicholson really liked this movie. He said it's just one of his favorite movies he was ever in. He used to watch it once a week. Isn't that wild? Dude, he looked like he had a hell of a time in this movie. Dude, he had a blast. He had, he had an absolute blast. The the Michael Michael Keaton probably not as much. I know he did have fun doing these movies, but boy, that suit. Oh boy, that suit. Yeah, that was not. Of course, this was the first suit you know, in a Batman movie since the 60s, but the 61 was just a fucking leotard, pretty much. Yeah, leotard with accessories. Yeah, where this when one was like... Turn, he's like... Yeah, like solid yeah, can't rubber. Turn like, you even, when they zoom in on his face, you see how thick the rubber is, like, even around yeah. his face. You're like, damn, that's gotta be uncomfortable. And then, yeah, his cowl is attached to his shoulders, so he can't turn his head. And I love, you know, in later movies, they rectify that they kind of yeah. they, they start off with this and then they go to a different one but boy how do you fight crime when you can't turn your neck <laughs> excuse me guys we're in the white room <laughs> <laughs> imagine he just squeaks occasionally like uncomfortably yeah. <laughs> this is great uh, Bob Kane who is the one of the creators of Batman he appears in this movie he is the cartoonist in the police station. He's the one who draws the bat guy, like the bat with the suit on. Fuck that dude. Okay. Well, fuck him just for how he is in the role or no, no, him as an individual. Oh, is he a bad is Bob Kane a bad guy? The problem with the Bob Kane Bill Finger situation is Bob Kane was it's kind okay. No offense to people that literally love all over the guy, because I really like the guy myself, but Stan Lee was not like everybody gives Stan Lee a shit ton of credit for a lot of these oh, characters. Oh yeah, I know this whole thing yeah. with Stan Lee and Stan Lee um, and Jack Kirby. Jack Kirby, yeah. Same situation, but worse for this one because um, 
Bob Kane essentially conceptualized some of the idea and Bill Finger added to it as well as did the drawings for it and got almost none of the credit. And he died an alcoholic, penniless in his apartment. He did not get his credit restored on the comics until after he was dead. That's unfortunate. Yeah. And it was and it was not anybody else. And I know there's a lot more to it than that, but a lot of it was uh Bob Kane that kept it from happening. That's it's it's always sad to hear that. Because yeah. I believe I watched something when they explained that. I remember reading about the Stan Lee Jack Kirby situation. It's on um, it's on Jack, Jack I'll look it up. I know that Jack Kirby he didn't you know he's he still had a a good life even after all the bullshit but yeah to create something as big as batman and not have your name attached when you were pretty good reason why he exists yeah it's unfortunate i think i think it's still on some social media some or uh looks like it's on hulu it's called batman and bill you guys want to know about the story? It came out in 2017. I think, I think, um, uh, what's his name? Kevin Smith had something to do with it, oh, but it's a really good, it's, it's a, it's a really good, it's a really good documentary. It tells you a lot about the situation, like about like what was going on behind the scenes with a lot of these productions, specifically what we're talking about today. So it, there's, there's a lot of cool stuff. Mm. Same thing happened with Superman. So it, it's, but it was DC that did it to the folks that made the Schuster and Siegel. Yes. So hard to you know share credit. I know, right? So, you guys have anything to add before we uh, we go on? You have any trivia you guys want to share? Uh, I don't think so. Not anything I I feel that's relevant currently. Um, the beginning. Well, I'll talk about it later. Um, oh, I do have trivia for you. Um, you don't know. No, fuck it. We'll talk about it when we get there. Wait till we get there in the movie. It's not important. Uh, let's just talk about the movie. I think All I. Right, we'll talk, talk about, about the movie, and if we have any trivia that we want to add in, we'll add it in while yeah. we're there. Uh, Angela's going to help with the plot because I watched this movie and it didn't get to take notes because I had to watch it with a four month old on me. So it was hard for me to take notes. So hopefully we won't have any issues here and hopefully the internet doesn't get mad at me. Don't worry. She's got all the, all notes for the entire movie. All right. All right. Don't lie. (laughs) So this movie opens up of course, to Danny Elfman's iconic score as we cycle through the the credits and we're actually going through the bat symbol itself until it fully comes into frame and then we are in front of the monarch theater in downtown gotham and at first even though i've seen this movie a ton of times as we see a family come out and they are walking around trying to find the best way to get out of there and at first if you're not if you're like first time seeing this you think oh this is you know this is the wayne's but it's not. It's just very reminiscent to it. That threw me off at first. I was like, it's been a long time since I've seen this movie. And she's like, let's just get a cab, Harold. I was like, Harold isn't his dad's name. <laughs> yeah, I did the same like, thing. What the fuck is like, going on here? Wait, this is, this is wrong. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. This is, yeah, this is just a, a family who went out to the theater. And now they're just trying to find their way home. They can't find, uh, they can't get a taxi. They can't catch a taxi. None of the taxis will stop for them. I love, and that was another thing. I was like, man, no one's stopping for Thomas Wayne, the richest man in the city. <laughs> Why is he taking a cab? <laughs> yeah, there, exactly. I always get, conf- I always get baffled by the, the sheer fact of how Batman's parents died. All right. Why the fuck are the richest people in the city? Probably one of the richest people in the country. Wandering down a back alley. Don't, isn't Alfred somewhere? Can't they just... All right, Alfred, we're going to be out of the Monarch Theater at around, let's say, 8.30 p.m. Uh, meet us out front, 
And then they just stand in front of the theater and wait for Alfred to pick them up. And then Batman never exists. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> there you go. They had to find some way of getting it to happen. But yeah. So yeah, this family can't catch a cab. They're trying not to look like tourists because they are from Gotham, I guess. And they wander down this alley where a couple uh, pretty rough looking individuals stop them. Yeah. Punch the dad yeah. out. Steal his wallet. Yeah. Yeah. And they both run off. They go Don't to the top. Scream, lady. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. They go to a rooftop, and they're the one guy is is looking at looking through all the cash. He's going to divide it up between the two, and the other guy's like, he's talking about the bat. He's like, Psh, bullshit. There's no such thing. That's crazy. He's like, I heard that a guy fell off a five story building, and there was no blood. It's like, yeah, because the blood was all over the sidewalk. <laughs> I don't know, man. I heard what happened to Johnny Little Legs. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just making a fucking random name up. I'm sorry. Because they always that. have like a, like an extra name there. Yeah. I love how in the background, though, you see uh, Batman swoop in silently. Yeah. He comes in. He beats, the, he beats them up. Well, he, he kind of just throws the one guy through the door. He's Woo! like, Woo! and then you never see him again. And then he, you know, hits the other one a couple times and then he grabs him and he hangs him over the edge of the building. And the guy's like, what are you? And he's like, I'm Batman. He's like, tell your friends. Tell (laughs) Tell your your friends about me. Yeah. Which is good. And then he throws him and then he he throws him onto the roof and disappears. And he goes, look, he jumps off the edge of the roof and he goes to look and he's gone. He's like, he's like, <laughs> Who's the bat? We then cut to, I believe we cut to the uh, commissioner and the mayor, right at the yeah at yeah, the like ball. The it was like the, the banquet ball. thing. Yeah. yeah, they're talking about how Harvey Dent's coming in. He's gonna stop all this crime. He's gonna clean up these streets. Harvey Dent, played by Billy D. Williams, mm-hmm. again. What could have been? He yeah, he comes in. He's he's typical Harvey Dent. He's just talking about how he's his plans on trying to change Gotham but in reality in this movie he doesn't do anything no <laughs> not really no he does he does nothing he gambles a little bit <laughs> that's about the yeah. extent of Harvey Dent in this movie we move on to uh is it you know either we move on to Jack Napier right or no yeah, they get watching it on TV yeah he's yeah. watching it and his girl he's he's with the girl but it it's not his girl it's his boss's girl yeah he works for Carl Grissom who is like the big bad gangster of Gotham City he runs the city pretty much and Jack Napier is his right hand man pretty much mm-hmm. he he's just very reliable and I love how he's just so confident with you know be he's he pretty much is sleeping with the boss's girl and he's like well, he doesn't know he's never gonna know but then he knows Jack but then he knows he so we then go to the we meet we're going to the alleyway right where the the bums were found yeah mm-hmm. they go in uh, they go in there and we get an appearance from a guy who i completely forgot if it was who was the one who was partners with gordon in like the early years he was in he was also in gotham the show i can't remember what the cop's name was but in this one it's yeah. eckhart yeah what are you talking about 
Well, in the well, I was talking about. I, I thought uh, Eckhart here may have been the inspiration for Detective Officer Bullock from the animated Bullock. series. Bullock. That's but, what uh, I'm thinking of. Yeah, but Bullock was originally, to my knowledge, created for the animated series. Okay, so that's why this so, one wasn't. This was different. But I'm just wondering if he was based was on Bullock. this guy. Probably. Yeah. He looks for, pretty similar to the character design from the animated series. Yeah, and similar demeanor, except he's mm. not. He's not. Uh, Bullock never, to my knowledge, never really, never worked for like the mafia or anything like that. He was just thick-headed and kind of lazy. So yeah, eh. and if somebody paid him enough money, he would do something for him. Probably. But so yeah, we're in the alleyway uh, where the cops are all there, and Eckhart's there, and we meet Knox, who is he works for the Gotham Gazette or Gotham Times or whatever the paper is called in Gotham. I think it's the Gazette. I think you're right or yeah. something. And he's coming to talk about the Batman. He could, goes up to Eckhart. Dude, it definitely sounds like everything that Eckhart says is 80 yard. It does yeah. not sound like he's actually saying anything <laughs> in this scene. It sounds so bad. It's just. Uh, I concur. It's like somebody was standing behind him and just press play on a recorder. Just, <laughs> <laughs> just trying to hide. This guy's a big guy, so it wouldn't be hard. He's pretty <laughs> much. <laughs> Bat joke? What are you doing, man? <laughs> carry on, carry well, on. now that you just put it out there in the world, he was I mean, he's a big, he was a big guy. He was. Oh. It's true. Fair play. So yeah, he uh, Knox goes up and asks him about the Batman. He's like, I don't know, you don't know what you're talking about. You're crazy, type deal. And then the guy, one of the bums, gets dragged out, and he's just like, it was a guy, it was a bat, it was a giant bat. And he's like, ah, oh, okay. Don't post. Don't publish any of that stuff, Knox, or you'll ruin your already shit reputation. Yep. Something along those lines. Yeah, it was, man, you were close enough. Eckhart then is venturing. He, I think he was going to go light a cigarette, and then he notices uh, a gentleman leaning up against his car, and find, you find out it's Jack Napier and his uh, Bob the Goon. I love how that's his name. Bob the Goon. Bob the Goon. They are there to pay Eckhart for his services, but also, you know, Eckhart tries to be a tough guy and he's just like, I work for Grissom and you're never going to be like him. You're never going to, no one's going to respect you. And he's just like, okay, guy, we'll see yeah, about right. that. And then, yeah, he goes off. We then go to a fundraiser at the Wayne's, right? Or no, no, no. We, we go back to the newspaper where yeah. uh, Knox goes in. That's where you see Bob Kane as the cartoonist. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody's given knock shit because of the Batman whole thing of him being so obsessed with the Batman. And there's a, you know, there's a, there's a woman sitting at his desk and I just love how he walks up. He's like, hello legs. Of course. <laughs> yep. Walks up and it's Vicky Vale. Yep. She, she is a, uh, an, uh, a very famous photographer. She did some, yes. mm-hmm. some, some good shots over in, what was the fight? It was like, a some, it was something, some conflict that was like in the time, it was like in Time Magazine or something like that. Or yeah, something no of the same vein. And she's interested in the bat. And at first, Knox thinks that he's, she's making fun of him, but no, it's, she really wants to dig into this Batman story. And in order to figure this out, they need to go to the Wayne Ball or whatever the ball is that Bruce Wayne is holding at his mansion. Because he thinks they think Gordon has a file on the bat, but they can't get a yes. hold of him. 
Yes. And of course, they know that Gordon is going to be there along with everybody who is big in Gotham at that moment. So they get some invitations and they go. They get there and Bruce, or I like how Vicky is, she walks, she walks up to Bruce or she knocks him on the shoulder. She's like, excuse me, uh, do you know where Bruce Wayne is? And he's like, or do you know who Bruce Wayne is? He's like, uh, no, I don't, unfortunately. <laughs> She's like, oh, thanks. And then walks away. And he, of course, he becomes infatuated with her. Knocks yeah, of his course. Uh, right then and there. Yep. That's how it goes. <laughs> Bruce Wayne. I mean, Bruce Wayne is just a, he's a, he's a horny bachelor who fight, beats the shit out of people. That's how he gets his sexual frustration out. All right? It has to be. All the Batman nerds out there are like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> it's true. He's almost as bad as Matt Murdock. I mean, what? but unfortunately, Matt Murdock can't see. It's even worse. <laughs> But he he bones every woman and tells every single one of them his ID. He's like, dude, you are a fucking or a secret identity. Like, you are a fucking idiot, Matt. I mean, Bruce Wayne beats up Catwoman and sleeps with her. And Talia Al Ghul. Yeah, and she had yeah. a kid with her. Yeah, boy, boy, he he loves the dangerous ones. Those are the ones he really gets into, especially Talia Al Ghul. Oof. Yeah, right. Pain fetish, bro. <laughs> Knox is uh, bothering Gordon at the craps table. I love how he's playing craps. And it's funny because Knox goes up and he starts asking him a question and Gordon answers it. Like instead of just going, I'm not answering any question right now, I'm gambling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. And then of course he always he, leads off with like a flattering comment. Like, oh, yeah. hey, nice suit. And then like goes right into question. Yeah. Fucking sleaze. We dude. then, it, it, while all this is happening, we cut back to Grissom's like penthouse where he is having a meeting with all of his top guys and he needs to come up with a plan on how he's going to like get the cops off his tail. Cause the cops are like right on him. Their, their main objective is to get Grissom off the streets and to end the crime wave here in Gotham. And Jack goes, well, why don't we go to ACE cap or is it, <laughs> is it, is it access chemicals in this, in this yeah. movie? It's Ace yeah. Chemicals in the comics and in future stuff, so it's it, it, it gets confusing. Axis Chemicals is what it's called in this movie. Why don't we go to Axe Chemicals? We're going to destroy everything, and we're going to make it look like somebody, you know, there was some... Uh, somebody robbed us, or somebody, yeah. you know, just make it... Get them off your trail, pretty much. And Grissom's like, great idea, Jack. But nefariously... Grissom is doing this because he knows about Jack and his girl and he's going to set him up. So he goes, he sends about, I love it. It's kind of suspicious, especially with Jack where you would, you're kind of like, wouldn't you kind of figure it, figure it out that Grissom's setting you up, especially when he goes, you're my, you're my right hand man, Jack. And he's like, don't forget your lucky deck as he like undoes the deck in his hat. And you're like, Ooh, Ooh, I He's got to know prove. something, right? Absolutely. And I, I think it's just that at, at this point in time, he's just in just how he is. He's just so full of himself. Oh, yeah. He's like, ah, nothing's going to happen to me. You know? Yeah. Super confident. Oh, excessively confident. And of course, he's playing with a Joker card when he's sitting in the chair yeah. as Grissom's talking. So gives you this kind of a foreshadowing to what's coming next. Mm-hmm. So... We're back at the Wayne Mansion, and Vicky and Knox get back together, and they are walking through this like armory. It's like old, um, 
uh, armors from different like parts of time and they're just they're pretty much like they're just talking mad shit about bruce wayne yeah it's like they're talking about how he's like compensating for something or you know all this stuff and he's like oh i wonder what this is and then he sneaks up on him he's like oh that's japanese and he's like oh bruce wayne and then of course vicky's like what the fuck dude i asked (laughs) you about bruce wayne you said you didn't know but you're fucking bruce wayne dick (laughs) he's like are you you're Bruce Wayne. Are you sure? He's like, yeah, most of the time. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> I also love before that, like every time Bruce would do something, Alfred was always there to grab it. Like, he puts the pen in the plant, grabs it. He tries to put the glass on the side of the, the craps table, grabs that real quick. Yeah. Alfred always there. He's great. So yeah, so they're talking about, you know, Knox, Vicky and Bruce are all talking and Bruce I love how Knox just joking around. I was like, hey, can you give me a grant? And he's like, ha, ha, ha. And at the end, it's like, Alfred, give this man a grant. Yeah, right. But also, it's like super suspicious. Like, uh, sir, Commissioner Gordon was just uh, rushed out of here quickly. So we might have to go. And it's like, no, not that way. We got to go out that way. And it's like, what the fuck is going on here? Even a little more subtle. Yeah. Maybe go into the next room or something. Don't you? You probably have an entrance to the back cave in every room in the mansion. It's not just this room. So, Alfred, you got to be a little bit more subtle, bro. Absolutely. So, yeah. So Bruce Wayne gets out of there and we cut back to Axis Chemicals where the jack and his goons are tearing the offices apart very quietly by the way like there is yeah when they're outside that office you hear nothing you just see the shadows inside the office of them you know tearing stuff apart and jack's not doing anything he's just sitting there watching them and all do it as any good supervisor would yes he's it's it's 100 (laughs) what they're supposed to do he of course, they are trying to break into the safe and steal whatever's in there, but unfortunately, nothing's in there. So if, once this happens, Jack's like, we got rats, boys. And that's when we then go down to the bottom of the level, the bottom level of this chemical plant. And Commissioner Gordon is just going in there for guns blazing with no guns. He's just marching in in front of all of his men who have the weapons. Yeah. And then he finds Eckhart because Eckhart's the one who called it in. And he tells Eckhart, he's like, what the hell's going on here? And he's like, you're going to blow my covers. Like, I think they already know you're here. Yeah. <laughs> Especially since Jack knows that he's been made. He then takes the bullhorn and announces who he is. <laughs> Where's right. this Commissioner Gordon? We want Jack Napier alive. Yeah, because Eckhart just said shoot to kill for shoot. Yeah, it's great. Before. Great, great police practices there. Just Absolutely. shoot to kill. Yeah. I mean, this is all orders from Grissom, so that's the reason why he does it. So Eckhart then slithers away like the slime ball he is. Gordon just stands there as everybody pans out and gets ready for a shootout. Jack and his goons, they come down. They start it. Everything gets shot. Freaking chemicals getting sprayed everywhere. Dudes are Jack's running around with an axe hitting. I'm like, oh, my gosh, the shining all over again. Yeah. Me and Wendy. Yep. Yeah. I'm not going to kill you. I'm just going to beat your fucking head in. That's right. That's right. Victor's That's like, fucking line of that movie. Wait, is that Jack? And I'm like, well, his name is Jack. Yeah. He's like, 
it's played by movie. It's played by Jack, and he plays Jack in another movie. Yeah, he plays Jack Torrance in The Shining. He plays Jack Napier in this, and his name is Jack Nicholson. God, he just in his country's like most of my characters need to be named Jack. Just easier. So yeah, all this is happening. Uh, Batman then encounters Jack. They have a little standoff. And dude, listen, I I mean, I get it. It's Batman, but there's no fucking way he is lifting up Jack Nicholson like this. Dude, he lifts. I I just love the surprise face on Jack's like, holy shit. Yeah, yeah, right. (laughs) Holy shit. (laughs) But then he as he has him in the air and he has him up there for a long time. That's a lot of upper body strength. All right. To just keep holding him up there and then Bob comes out of nowhere puts the gun up against Gordon's head and says drop him or I take out Gordon so he drops Jack he disappears because Jack of course picks up his gun and was going to shoot him but he's gone yeah he then but then Batman reappears he Jack shoots him a couple times or he shoots a couple times he misses but then uh, Batman throws right he throws a batarang at him right so what what happens is is well Batman disappears and then Commissioner still got the gun to his head but uh, Eckhart's in the back further back right. and Jack shoots Eckhart and then Batman yes. reappears and yeah. then they go to like rumble whatever and that's when he fires and it ricochets. You know what the line is that he says to Eckhart before he kills him? Oh shit! Think about your future. Something along yes. those lines. Hey Eckhart, you should think about your future. Because that's what yeah. he told him earlier in the movie. Yep. Yep. It's all about coming back. I'm to pulling it. up all I'm pulling up all the, the lines here. The saucy quotes. Yes, yeah, so many. So mm. many. You ever dance with the devil in the mail? Oh best or don't rub another man's rhubarb. Yes. <laughs> yes. I was like, what? What a fucking like, I line. I can guarantee I like, those were all ad libbed by Jack Nicholson. I, like, I get what he's getting at with that line, but that's just an interesting choice of words to string together. For that uh, analogy, euphemism, whatever. Oh, man. The pen is truly mightier than the sword. Yeah. We'll get to that part. Uh, So, yeah. So, Batman reappears after Jack shoots Eckhart. He throws something at him. I think it's a batarang. It slices his face. He's holding his face. So, we kind of understand the scarring. And I thought the he, I thought his bullet ricochets. His bullet that's ricochets. It. Yes, it, he, and it goes he, through. Batman pulls up a thing and it bounces off of his his like the thing on his wrist. Yeah, so was, he had like a bracelet or something. I guess he borrowed that from Wonder Woman. He's like, Bing. absolutely. Uh, and ricochets <laughs> off of something. It hits Jack in the face. He's holding his face. He topples over the side of the railing. Batman grabs him. He's holding on to him, trying to pull him back up, but unfortunately, he slips out and falls into the vat of acids. This is a direct reference to the killing joke. This is how the Joker becomes the Joker in that story. So they just took it, twisted it a little bit, and that's how he becomes the Joker in this one as well. He falls into a vat of green um, jello. Is that what it really was? I don't know what it was. I don't want it. it That sounds terrifying. You try to swim in jello? It almost looked like uh, green ketchup. It looks like the slime that they drop on people in Nickelodeon shows. (laughs) <laughs> so batman i love how after jack falls into the into the the chemicals uh commissioner gordon goes hey you stop there and he's like yes he's gonna stop he just turns and runs or no he see he turns one way he sees cops he turns the other way he sees more cops then he just drops uh one of those smoke things the i can't remember what pellets. they're called smoke pellets and the smoke goes up you can still see him the entire time as he yeah. shoots 
the lineup. And the two cops walk up. They're like, where'd he go? It would have been better if the smoke covered everything and then yes. they got the cops got there and he was gone. That would have been way better. <laughs> I mean, it was really cool. Him kind of like rising through the smoke. Yeah, it was yeah. a really cool image. But the fact that the cops walk up, they're like, where'd he go? And then they look, I'm like, oh, <laughs> Gotham's oh, finest. Yes. Oh, man. Gotham cops are always depicted as a bunch of morons. <laughs> So as all this ends, we then are panned out to the outside of the chemical plant where some bubbles come up and then we get the white hand, like the, the dissolved glove. And it's you can see that yeah. his hand is white. All right. Uh, where am I here? So Napier survives. He is taken to a plastic surgeon to get fixed up. Was there anything that happened before this? Not really, just his hand, and then he just shows up in the. Well, Vicky well, Vale was having dinner with her date with Bruce, right? Because Knox asks, Knox asks if he is have or if he if she wants to go out, um, yeah. and she's like, "No, I have a date with Bruce Wayne." And he's like, oh, "Okay," so she goes to have dinner with him, and of course they're like sitting at the giant dinner table where ones at one end, ones on the other. Like, why? Why aren't they sitting next to each other? Is the soup good? Huh? What? (laughs) Is the soup good? Why are we doing this? Yeah, exactly. Not sit any closer. Yeah, and then they end up eating in the kitchen, and they get they're hanging out with Alfred. They got a cool story. I like this this little scene of Alfred telling a story about young Bruce and all that. Then he goes to bed. Alfred's great. I think. I think. I think Bruce just needs to kind of just chill, man. I think he's like over obsessed about his parents' death. He just needs Maybe to calm a down. Oh, just a little bit. Alfred uh, knows what's coming next. That's yeah. why he left. He went, yeah. he went to bed early. Don't make too yeah. much of a mess on the sheets, Bruce. Yep. Bruce and Bruce and Vicky, they're going upstairs. Vicky mm-hmm. is she's pretty mm-hmm. drunk. Bruce isn't drunk because he doesn't drink. Even though he lies, he says that one drink would get him would would uh, would get him flying. Would it, yes, the only reason he doesn't drink is because he can't be drunk as Batman. I mean, he could, but it would be <laughs> it wouldn't be good. No, no, not at all. So, is this bad on Bruce Wayne for taking advantage of a drunk Vicky Vale? I mean, she kind yeah. of she kind of knows about it the next day and doesn't make a big deal about it. So I don't know. Just kind of seems like a weird thing. Like he knows she's drunk. And yet they still sleep together. But Very she talks thing. about it later. So, Bruce, that's just not cool, bro. <laughs> we then go to the plastics, this really sketchy plastic surgeon. Super sketch. Super sketch. And Did he's you like. See all the tools on his table? Like, yeah. <laughs> what are you using that for? <laughs> he is fixing Jack up. And I love, he's like, it's not going to be perfect. It was so hard to fix it up and make it, you know. Put everything back together again, and with the nerve damage, with the yeah, well, all the nerve damage, it was it's we couldn't get you to look the same. So he takes off the bandages, and he takes the mirror out and he punches it after he looks at himself because he starts and then he starts laughing hysterically. We then go back to Grissom's penthouse where he is chilling with his really silky uh, robe on. He's yes, he's sir. got himself a, a nice drink. He's ready to just chill out. And who comes through the door 
but a ghost. And he's like, you're home, baby? As he turns, thinking it's his girl, but it's not. And he finds out it's Jack. But he says, I'm not Jack anymore. Jack is dead. You can call me Joker, which is great. You know what's not great about that, in my opinion? Uh, not the scene. The scene's great. Uh, Joker, was ne- his name was never originally Jack Napier. No, this was created for the movie. Yes. Yeah. In later adaptations, it has been used as his mm-hmm. alleged I- original ID, uh, but I don't think there's ever been a conclusive, like, in the comics, like, this is who he was before. No. There's been some interpretations, like graphic novel offshoots, one-offs, like um, Joker, which inspired the film Joker with uh, Joaquin Phoenix, the actual graphic novel, just called Joker. Oh, I have that one. Uh, that one yeah. is, a very rem- is very reminiscent to Heath Ledger's Joker. With the way he looks and acts, it's a fucked yeah. up. It's a fucked up graphic novel. If anyone's yeah, ever yeah. read it, it's so messed yeah. up. Um, so the whole thing was, he said, "Jack, yeah." So he says, "Jack is dead. You can call me Joker." And as you can see, I'm a lot happier. And then he kill. He shoots Grissom, and then he does a couple more where he's like twirling around. He like shoots him, yeah, and he yeah. spins around and does it behind his back, and yeah, <laughs> yeah does it between his legs. <laughs> Gotta have fun with it, dude. It's so fun, man. What a what a great time he has. And then he sits down to look at the the newspaper that talks about Batman. And that's when he says... But he, yeah, he pretty much is going to come up with a plan to expose the Batman and take over the city. He's going to cause a lot of chaos. So we then go to... I think it's a board meeting, right? Where... Joker is meeting with all of the other higher ups of the city, all the, the big time gangsters of the city. Of course, yeah. he has his makeup. He puts makeup on so people don't see what he actually looks like. So we just look at it like, what's that? What do you got? What's up with that stupid grin on your face? He's like, I just I'm just a lot happier now. Yeah. yeah. And he walks up to the guy at the end. I think his name was like Antoine. Something like that. And he talks about like the plan, you know, the plan that he that he has. Retali. Like, yes, it's yeah. Retali. Yeah, and he's like, "Do we have an understanding? Do we agree?" And they go to shake hands, and he's got a buzzer that is just so ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> it's so ridiculous. His his head eventually glows orange, and then he just turns into fucking skeleton. <laughs> a little hot under the collar over here. Got ourselves a firecracker. Yeah. <laughs> That's oh, so good. Boy. It's so good. You're crazy. Haven't you ever haven't you ever heard of the healing power of laughter? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that scene is so and that's good. A, he wi- that's when he wipes away his brow to show the white skin underneath. That's so good, dude. It's little mm-hmm. shit. It's little stuff like that we talk little, about in movies that makes the scenes. He then talks to the, the corpse. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He has a conversation with it. Yeah. And he like tightens up the tie. Yeah. And Bob's always there. Bob is just there all the time. Yep. Bob the good, good old Bob. Until he's not in the most unceremonious way. Oh man. All right, where are we at here? This. I don't know. Your notes stop, don't they? That's where my notes so stop. This is, <laughs> so we then go to the news where there's a, a news station where they are talking about they're doing some news story. And 
the woman starts talking and then it goes to the male uh, newscaster and then the female is laughing through the whole thing on like really serious stuff and she's like this is not a good time to be laughing and then she starts laughing hysterically and she falls over and then a commercial pops up oh no they were talking about two dead models two dead models with the creepy smiles on their face and then it cuts to a commercial that the Joker's doing for the smile this is called Smile X Yep, Smile X. Where, you know, <laughs> Smile by Joker. <laughs> yes, right? Well, he doesn't look very happy. It's because he was using Brand X. <laughs> yeah. All strapped to a fucking chair. Yeah, the other guy's literally slept over like this. Dead. It's so good. He picked the right stuff. Smile <laughs> by Joker. Do you know that the two, like, cutouts, the models, that were the dead models that they were talking yeah. about? Yeah, yeah. So of course, you know the the new we find out the news anchor is dead because she laughs so hard she gets the the permanent smile on her face, and yep. they determine that the the hygiene products are probably laced with the Smilex, so no one can so no one should use them because you could die. And so they show another newscast where the dudes the newscasters are not wearing makeup or like one dude one yep. dude's got some massive zits all over his face. Yeah. Like, bro, I understand. Like, you can still wash your face. Like, use some soap or something, bro. Like, you don't have to just not use anything. Like, there are times, uh, there might be like a few days where I don't wash my face, like, to that extent. And I'm not getting these giant mounds of fucking acne right? on my nose. Yeah. Listen, I know people have have it rough with acne, but that seems a little crazy. So, Vicky or uh, Bruce, the next morning they wake up and of course Bruce comes up with an excuse to not see Vicky because he's got to go do his thing, which is he's going to go to where his parents died, put some roses down in the middle of this alleyway. No one's going to step on it or anything. And Vicky, of course, is following him. And then they go to a press conference that's being held in front of City Hall. And it's all the gangsters. <laughs> it's all the big time yeah. gangsters like, eh. Yep. So um, Grissom left. And they left all the businesses to us. We're going to run. I was like, that seems a little crazy. And if, and then and Bruce Wayne's in the back and you got all the mimes walking around. Yeah, The mimes start showing up. I was like, yeah. Mimes? yeah. <laughs> I just, yeah. I love like the, the side eye that Bruce gives them as they're walking by. I'm like, the fuck is this? And then Joker shows up. <laughs> Sorry. It's our cat. Our cat is, oh, the cat. I thought it was a kid. Eyes are like, huge. Just staring into oblivion without moving i'm like no idea what he's looking <laughs> is that one of those moments where cats see ghosts that we know probably just, probably 100 so uh, forever <laughs> so joker shows up to the press conference dressed in this really fun get up and like starts, um like a ringmaster almost yeah but like yeah. with his makeup yeah yeah his face stuff he goes up to uh, the the gangster there i can't remember his name the the bigger Bat-tony. guy yeah Bat-tony. <laughs> Bat-tony. <laughs> that's when we get the line the pen is mightier than the sword i think he says it before he throws the pen right or does he say it afterwards afterwards okay so he he takes the pen he throws it stabs the guy in the neck and i guess it kills him and then he turns he goes the pen is truly mightier than the sword yep and then he gets into a car they start shooting too. The, oh, that's right. Everybody's or yeah. Everybody starts shooting, and they Jack gets into the car. He drives away. Bruce actually walks up to him, and he gives him a little wave as he drives off. And Bruce gets shot. Yeah, he gets shot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Bruce gets, gets shot. shot in the fucking shoulder and does doesn't flinch. Just takes it. He's like, I'm good. 
<laughs> it's great when he gets home and Alfred's just like, what the fuck? Yeah, right. You good, sir. <laughs> so Bruce or so Vicky is has a appointment with somebody at the museum to meet about her work. <laughs> so she goes in there and she's waiting for a very long time until she gets a present. And inside it's a resp- it's a respirator. She sees that the gas starts to flow in, so she throws it on. Everybody starts passing out very dramatically, by the way. Dude, that waiter, the first dude that goes down, he dedicates himself. He's he a, fucking oof. flings himself across that table. Dude, he just, <laughs> dude, the, the table behind her, the one where it was like three people, and they just it's not just a, cl- a clear like just head falls to the full to the she, uh, oh. <laughs> oh so dramatic. It's so good. Oversell it, dude. There's so, a uh, note in the in the box that says, put me on now. Yes. Yep. So she does as everything is happening. And of course, who were to come through the front door, but Joker and his goons all with the cool uh, patch with the Joker, the, the comic book Joker on it, which is really cool. And we get a Prince cool. song as they they dance around and they <laughs> dance around. start redecorating the museum. Scenes. And I like the, so they, they put their own little taste on all the paintings um, slather and paint on it and all that and I love when he walks up to George Washington and he points and he just goes one dollar bill yeah I, his reaction to that is so great I was going to mention that when we get to that scene but she's like what do you what do you want and he just thinks my face on the one dollar bill like literally yeah. that much time to think about it. it's just the most yeah. random fucking thing anybody could say and it's just it's, delivered so it's well it's so good so I love when he's he sits down after all the, the fun that they had downstairs and he looks through her work and he's just crap, 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 crap. Then he yeah. sees like the pictures of dead bodies and he's like, oh, these are good. This yeah, is yeah. art. <laughs> and then she, you know, she's getting scared. She doesn't know what's going to happen. So she gets up. He gets up. He squirts her with his little flower. It's acid in there. And she ends up, she turns, she picks up a bucket of water and tosses it on his face. And he's like, I'm melting! I'm melting! I'm melting! <laughs> and then she goes to oh, like, good. make sure he's okay, and he just turns and goes, boo! And he's <laughs> just got all that, the makeup is dripping down his face. It's so good. And, she, you know, she she thinks she's gonna die until Batman crashes through the ceiling, and you see the, the, the wire <laughs> that he's attached he- to. That's I didn't coming down. That. Isn't that the where that line is from? You're insane. Oh, I thought it was a Pisces. <laughs> yeah. I like that delivery. Like, okay. lines. So so, so, so many great lines in this movie. Yeah. I did not know the wire though. Thought I was a Pisces. <laughs> but yeah, when you when he comes down, he you can see the wire. <laughs> yeah, it is what it is. He comes down, he grabs he grabs vicky and he shoots like two lines so he like zip lines down through the door and that's when it pans back up to joker he's like why can't i get it i want some of his cool toys where does he get those wonderful toys yes classic line yep <laughs> and they they then this is the car chase starts when they get outside right the batmobile they get, chase they get into the batmobile yes yeah, yes yeah, they, so they get into the batmobile and then he gets one? into the, <laughs> yeah just this really obnoxious looking thing they hop in they go and of course the joker goons have joker cars they have yep. purple and green with the joker stickers on the side <laughs> yep <laughs> they need to know who they are so they drive Absolutely. off <laughs> 
So there, you know, we get this chase. We get the, you know, Bruce needs to, or Batman needs to go around this sharp corner. So he shoots the line, which then like slingshots it around the corner. This is a really, this is a very interesting car chase because there's really not much this car can do. <laughs> no, not really. But somehow he loses everybody and drives to the Batcave where. Still has Vicky. Still has Vicky in the car, but he's still Batman, dressed as Batman. So, but she's trying to figure out if she could, who it is. And every, I like how every time she's like trying to look close to his face, he's like, he turns yeah. as he's trying to talk, but he's talking like Bruce. So it's, you, know, <laughs> you just slept with this guy. You, you, know, you feel like you understand his voice, right? You should probably pinpoint this. <laughs> I'm Batman. I'm Batman. <laughs> Oh my god! Have you ever seen the Funnier Die? Fat, as I think it's is it Fat Man or oh, I can't remember what the hell it's called, but they're so funny. It's just making fun of the Dark Knight Batman. Probably, it's very possible I've seen the one. Can't remember what they were called. So Batman has done a lot of research and he pretty much breaks it down to exactly what products have the smilex in it and vicky takes it and goes and puts in the newspaper which then it gets put on the news and of course the joker is pissed because he smashes the he smashes the tv with the glove with the punch yeah i like the, the glove the boxing glove on like yeah. the whoop whoop, like acme style dude yep what was uh i gotta look up the or yeah oh man what the hell is this this wasn't the Fuck. What was the line he says after he punches the TV? I, I, I'm i failing real hard in this episode right now because I literally wasn't able to take notes. Is, is, is it the, I have given my name a pain and it's Batman? Is yeah. that the line? Yeah. yeah. And you say, Batman, Batman, can I've somebody tell me what kind of a world pain. we live in where a man dressed up as a bat gets all my press? The town yeah, needs right. an enema. Yes, yes, thank you. That's what it is. Yep. So where are we here? Uh, she dropped off the uh, com- the different chemicals that ha- or different products that have detergent or chemicals in them. Well, yeah, because she tells the press that yeah. she's uh, <clears throat> what one is actually like what stuff is actually the yeah, bad stuff. It's, a, it's, it's one that's it's actually they have to be combined, so it's not as traceable. It's like the yeah. separate ingredients when they combine together. Isn't this where he's like, "This is there's one thing I want," and then she wakes up in her. It's the rape. It's the rape scene. Whoa! What? No, no, okay. Like he... Okay, so okay, we left out some stuff. After they do the car chase, there's Oh the fight. yeah, she wakes up like face down in the back of like on the end of her bed. Yeah, because yeah. there's the fight and she takes pictures with her camera and she stuffs some of the film down her yeah. shirt. It's like I need there's something else I want for you. And Batman's like, Well, alcohol isn't as fast as chloroform, and he gasses her. <laughs> she wakes up and she's like, Oh, he took the oh, film. No. She yeah. grabs her oh, boob. Yeah, she literally I... grabs her boob and goes, Oh, he took the film. I was very confused at that part. I was like Okay. <laughs> hey, we're just connecting to the dots to what you said earlier. Yep. Oh uh, no, you're, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. So, of course, Alfred pretty much convinces Bruce to tell Vicky who he is because he, you know, Alfred really likes her. Bruce clearly really likes her. So it's probably best that she knows who you are. You date, you you know, be with her for like two, three weeks tops. And yeah. then you just tell her all your stuff that could easily be ruined if she spilled it to the press. Yeah, they exactly. had one date. One they date. Slept together. And one bet. Go two beddings. <laughs> two beddings. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so okay, she, so <laughs> he goes to her apartment. <laughs> he goes to her apartment, 
and he uh, he can't he can't get it out. He keeps prolonging telling her who he is. He's trying and, to over explain. He just yeah, can't think of the best. Way yeah, to do you it. know, like if <laughs> it's, just, it's just it's crazy. The doorbell rings a couple times. She gets up, and then as she get when she gets up, he just goes, "I'm Batman. I'm Batman." <laughs> He's trying yes, to get it to come out. And of course, who is there but the Joker? He's there. He shows up and, of course, with his quirky lines, he's like, uh, you know, I missed you before. Like, it, we were having such a good time until that, until the bat showed up and ruined yeah. everything. And as everything's going on, he tells her about how uh, Alicia, she jumped off. She, like, she jumped out the window. So he has her broken ceramic mask that she was wearing. Oh, we didn't talk about that when she when they're at the museum and the Joker's talking to Vicky. He tells her about uh, the f- uh, experiment, and it's Vicky or it's uh, Alicia. She's wearing that porcelain mask, and she takes it off, and it's like burns on the side of her face. Yeah, and she's miserable, or she just looks like she's already dead. You know what they say: you can't make an omelet without cracking a few eggs. Yes. And that's when he smashes, he punches the mask, shattering yep. it. Bruce then comes out and, you know, he talks, he does a whole story to the Joker, uh, you know, about uh, a guy who's violent. And he's like, oh, I like this guy already. <laughs> uh, I like that when he sees Bruce, he's like, oh, another rooster, rooster in the, in the house. house. You don't, what, what, yeah. Take thy beat from out of my heart. <laughs> I actually, I don't, I actually don't like this scene. No, like it, where, where the way where, that Bruce like, is, the way yeah, that he, Bruce like, acts, slips out. I, yeah. I don't. I was like, this is really out of character. Like, I don't care for this. Stop being Beetlejuice for a moment. He, he, literally, that's Please. what he turned into. Like, he smashes the vase with the thing, and he's like, "You want to get nuts? Let's get nuts." And yeah, that's, like, that's what, what I thought. I was like, that? "Michael, yeah, chill out. Like, you already yeah. did that movie." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then. He gets knocked out, and that's when we get one of the... Or no, yes, he gets shot, and he falls into... Oh, Bruce! And that's when Joker leans over and goes, never rub another another man's rhubarb. Yes. Absolutely. (laughs) Oh, boy. What a great fucking... Like, so many quotable lines in this movie. It's so good. So, of course, Bruce ain't dead. Oh, no, this is also... Right before he shoots him, that's when we get the have you ever danced with the devil in the pale moonlight, which you get the like Bruce has got the thing up there and he's really serious. And then when he says he's like, he's like, what? And then he gets shot. Yeah. Which I don't know. It's just something I say to my prey. Yes. It's like I like the sound of it. And then he shoots him. The so we find out that Bruce survives because he's got the the tray underneath that stopped the bullet. Mm hmm. And he escapes while the Joker is, you know, continuing to talk because the Joker is always talking in this movie. He is rarely not talking. It's pretty crazy. Of course, we go back to Wayne Manor and Bruce is overthinking about his parents. Just you get that file. Yes, you get that file. And that's when it like he has like the flashback of the night his parents were killed because he we meet the. You know, his his mom's got the it's the the pearls getting ripped off her her neck. Thomas goes to confront the guy and then he gets shot. And then the guy, the, the you got a guy in the shadows. And that's when he says that line. 
Have you ever danced with the devil in the pale moonlight? And then he comes in a frame and it's young Jack who, to be honest, this guy didn't really look very similar to Jack Nicholson, but okay. He's there. Fun fact. Okay. That's not who, it's not who killed uh, Batman's parents in the comics. Oh no. I, I I knew that. I just knew they just did it for the, the shock value and yeah, to keep the connection going, build up. Jack yeah. Napier's character. Well, I was just letting the audience members know because there's probably a lot of people that are not, are not familiar. It's it's a he was a throwaway character named Joe Chill. Killed him in the comics, and it's never been changed. Well, he's the one that kills. He's the one from Batman Begins. They use Joe Chill in the in, well, the just, movie, in Batman Begins as well. Oh, dude, I don't remember. Yeah. It's been forever since I've seen Batman Begins. But I'm just saying, like in the comics, like it's always been. It's never been retconned, to my knowledge. It's always been Joe Chill as the dude that killed his parents, and he never nothing ever came of him. He was like, he killed his parents and that's it. There wasn't like some super, he never became like a super villain or nothing. He just killed Batman's parents. Not very chill. Not at all. Shooting people in alleyways. I mean, he's right. got he's to make cold puns. Mm-hmm. No, he does not need to make fucking cold puns. Or snow <laughs> God, puns. I can't wait for Batman and Robin. Um, I'm going so... to die. I'm going to be dead by the time that movie's <laughs> over. We get, uh, Bruce is looking over a bunch of stuff. He's... <laughs> He's kind of looking over the maps and everything in his in the cave, and uh, Vicky shows up because Alfred just lets her in the cave. Thanks, Alfred. <laughs> like it wasn't even me who told her I was. I didn't even tell her I was Batman yet. Yes, I'm a Damn bitch. It. <laughs> oh, but it's pretty much just he's trying to get the relationship going. He's trying to he he wants Bruce to be happy, and he's of course Bruce isn't happy because of. You know, he's got to avenge his parents and protect Gotham City. And he pretty much tells Vicky, though, like, we can't do this. We can't. I can't focus on this relationship until the Joker is off the streets. Mm-hmm. With everything that was going on in the city, the city decided to postpone their 200th anniversary celebration. But Jack overthrows it and is like, well, we got a lot of money we're going to be throwing out. And we got cool balloons. And everybody's like. Yay! This guy's like, cool. Who is this yeah, guy? Yeah. To be honest, because <laughs> even he said that he's like, "Hey, I'm not. I'm not going to stop anybody from partying. Like you guys have your party." Yeah. Like, and then he talks about bringing the money and stuff. Yeah. And then right after that, we get the our next Prince song as they're dancing on a float. This has a big giant 200, and they got giant balloons over them, and you get Jack Nicholson's really cool dance moves. Absolutely. As he's tossing money out. Having a good time. He's having a great time. And he's, you know, he's going around. He's passing out all the money. And when he gets to a certain point, that's when he decides he's going <clears throat> to set off the balloons, which are full of the Semtex, the Smile X gas. Yeah, it's right when the Prince song ends, ironically. Yes. It's the Prince song going, and he's like, all right. It says, now comes the part where I relieve you, the little people, of the burden of your failed and useless lives. But as my plastic surgeon always said, if you got to go, go with a smile. That's right. There you go. And it blows up the, like it. the balloon. And of course, Vicky's <laughs> taking pictures the whole time um, at Knox's car. She notices the gas. <laughs> yep. Yep. And she's she notices the gas. Knox goes. He grabs a mask and grabs a bat and he's trying to chase the the goons away and you see like the dramatic like people are dying and they're just dramatically falling on Knox's car. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Vicky acts Vicky gets Knox on the hood of his own car and then just drives yeah. him into a pile of garbage and then he just passes out. 
That's like and, the last time we see him, isn't it? Like for the whole movie? Uh, until the, like the very end. I think. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, Batman shows up in his Batwing, which is fucking, I mean, look at this fucking thing. This thing is fucking cool. Look at that. It's pretty dope. It's the shape of a bat. He flies it around and he's got a really <laughs> cool little hook thing that he's got that he grabs all the balloons and releases them. So, you know, more people don't die. And I just, I love the, how the, sad the Joker is after this happens. He's like, my balloons. My balloons. Yeah. You didn't tell me that he had one of those. And then he's he like, Bob. He my balloons. And he's like, Bob, gun. And he gives, Bob gives him the gun and he just shoots Bob dead. <laughs> like, bye, Bob. I'm going to need a few minutes alone here, boys. And they start clearing everybody <laughs> off the streets. I was like, yes. Oh, so God. good. So funny. <laughs> So, so we get a very reminiscent scene that would later be kind of recreated in the Dark Knight, uh, where where Batman is flying in the Batwing and he's doing kind of a face off with the Joker, and the Joker's like, "Bring it, come on, come get me," type deal. Batman shoots everywhere but in the middle. He shoots around him, shoots a couple missiles at him, and like, what the fuck is going on? And then the Joker whips out the longest revolver I've ever seen. And just one shots the bat wing. Yeah, just that like Yeah. <laughs> so good. So, <laughs> so good though. So Cause the bat wing awesome. to crash. It crashes, starts on fire. Vicky's trying to like get him out, but he she can't find him. And then yep. the Joker takes her. And what did he says like we don't want to be late for church. Yeah. yeah. It's like a, they're in front of a cathedral. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, boys, come. I need a, a pickup for two in five minutes. Is it make that and, ten? Yeah, make it ten. Yeah. So we get the the chase up the cathedral. Yeah. We have uh, Joker with Vicky, then Batman, and then of course uh, Gordon in the cops show up, and the Joker and Vicky are up on the top, and there's the big giant bell, and he squirts acid onto the two bolts, giant bolts, which then caused the the bell to go all the way to the ground, which blocks the cops from going up there. It almost takes Batman out with him. Yep. There are a couple scenes now, you know, with the technology we have and we're able to watch these in more high depth, it's really easy to pinpoint some scenes where it's clearly not Michael Keaton in the Batsuit. And this scene where he is avoiding the bell and even when he's running up the stairs, you can definitely tell Michael Keaton is not in the suit. It's definitely his stunt, man. I'm not going to lie. I wasn't paying really super close attention to that. So I didn't I didn't even notice. Not that like it was like, a, oh, that's really bad type deal. It's just it's just funny to see. It's like the dumb things I notice now when no, I'm watching I these older movies and, you know, in a definition that they, you know, weren't originally shown in. Yeah, I understand that. So they, you know, the chase continues. They get up there and of course we get this one like, I don't know if it's the same goon that Batman fought before because there was a fight scene between Batman and a bunch of Joker's goons where there was, you know, your generic goons. And then there was like that Asian guy who does all the flippity flips. Yeah. And he's got the, the fucking the swords or whatever. And then he just literally punches him a couple times and he's down. And then this one, he shows up again. I don't know if it's the same one, but he like another one shows up with knives in his shoes. 
because he yep. jumps at him with the nine and then batman has like a thing that comes out of his arm he just fucking clocks them yeah like, whoa okay my favorite was the next dude that shows up where he goes to jump behind batman and falls through the floor <laughs> <laughs> i was like well fuck oh that one was good that one that made me laugh one. out loud man i was like okay <laughs> but then you had the 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 big guy the big black guy who comes and just beats the shit out of him like batman yep. was getting tossed around man i would like to point out at this point and i'm i don't know if it's burton if it's the stunt choreographer whatever uh fight choreographer most of the fights in this scene in this movie are really not good most of the actual fight like like fist like hand-to-hand brawling especially earlier in the movies are really it's like somebody gets hit twice and they fall over and it's like it's not very it's not filmed like in a really super dramatic way which you know that's not really what tim burton's known for anyway or action films so this is a little bit outside of his wheelhouse i'm kind of hoping they're better in returns but these the fights toward the end here are much better than they are early in the movie the the Uh, early movie they just feel really weak to me i'm not gonna lie to you when it comes to batman fight scenes in live action they just i felt they never could do it justice because even in the Dark Knight trilogy, Fuck. I felt like the side, like the fighting was so slow. It just everything like his punches, he threw him really slow. Like, I've, of course, he's wearing a really bulky suit. So it's like it's hard to be super mobile in that. But when yeah, you watch good. when you watch like the animated series in the way that, of course, it's a cartoon. But the way that Batman would fight in that, it's a lot faster because they could draw it that way. They could animate it that way. And but to be honest, and if, if people can hate me all they want for saying this, but the best Batman fight scene in a live action movie for me, I mean, I haven't seen the Batman yet, so I, I don't know if like there are going to be good ones in that, which I hope so, is Batman v Superman, the warehouse scene where Affleck just fucks up everybody. It's awesome it's one of the best batman fights like of of him just taking out a bunch of fucking goons i've ever yeah. seen and people can hate on affleck's batman but that scene was the best scene of that movie but plus one of the best batman fight scenes ever okay in live action Fair point i mean and i know see what i think of when i think of these because i of course i do think of the animated ones but then i think of like restricting the suits they have but like martial art films and in some films just it, it's all down sometimes you can even if they're not necessarily fighting fast, you can use the cinematography and stuff to make it look more dramatic. And I just don't right. feel there's a lot of that. And I'm not shitting on the movie. That's just, in my opinion, the weakest part of this movie are the actual fights themselves. And this is really like the one of the earliest, earlier, not counting the Superman movies, the earlier big budget Hollywood superhero movies. So that wasn't like a real formula for it. And again, this is not really Burton's wheelhouse, as I just said. Right. So, but not not sure. These fight scenes at the end are pretty good with the big guy with the chain and stuff. Oh, dude, he, be, he beats the shit good. out of Batman. Yeah, and the absolutely. way that Batman dispatches him is fucking ridiculous. Like he throws, oh, isn't him, it? He throws him underneath the bell, and then Batman is underneath like the the board, the floorboard, and then swings his legs and grabs the dude with his legs, and then smashes his head up against the bell, and then flings him down. Yep. Which, Batman doesn't kill anybody. Bullshit. Keaton kills a lot of people. <laughs> well, yeah. Remember when he went to the Axis Chemical Factory and dumped them bombs out of it? There's yes! a bunch of dudes standing there. Oh, my God. I can't believe we forgot up. to talk about that. Yeah, he literally... So, Batman sends the Batmobile in on autopilot and, and drops a bunch of bombs and just destroys all of Axis Chemicals. 
Oh yeah. And kills probably everyone who was there. Jesus. <laughs> and it gets worse in Batman Returns, man. He is fucking ruthless in that movie. <laughs> gotta gotta take him out, oh man. Oh my clean god, the it's so good. So Batman and Joker finally go toe to toe, and mostly it's Batman just beating the shit out of him. Oh, and, he whoops his ass, dude. Yeah. Batman goes, you killed my parents. And, and Joker's like, what? What are you talking about? He's yeah. like, well, when I and then he goes, well, I killed I was a kid when I killed your your parents. But, you know, sometimes we have to learn to grow up and we feel like you're being very childish right now. Yeah, I still think he had no idea who the fuck he was talking about. He's probably killed a lot of people's parents. And he's oh, just yeah. Like, well, because he well, whatever. that's because um, Joker <laughs> and Vicky are like face to face. And Vicky is like pretending to seduce him, which is yeah, so yeah. weird. She was like kissing his. I love though when she's like kissing his coat, and she's like picking the lint off her tongue because yeah, yeah, that's good. She's like purple. I love purple. Yeah. <laughs> and then that's and when then that's... she gets really like she looks like he's she's about to give him a fucking blowy, and uh, <laughs> it's what it looked like because his face because she goes down and his face just goes. <laughs> and that's when Batman shows up and he's like have you ever danced with the devil in the pale moonlight he says it really fucking fast too and whoops his ass oh dude. he throws so him through fucking boards and windows and yeah he, he beats a headbutts him a couple times dude headbutting is probably one of the worst ways one of the worst things to do in a fight I feel like for me, if I ever headbutted somebody, I would probably knock myself out. But you see all these like dudes like just headbutting. Like, why are we headbutting people? This is ridiculous. How you get a concussion, man? Unless you had like a metal plate in your head, right? You go, I mean, knock somebody out with your head. Yeah, I do it hard. <laughs> I don't. It's my head's very soft. A lot of a lot of concussions I've had in my life. It's all that big brain, dude. Mm, sure. Well, it's swollen from the concussions, but it's still big. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just kidding. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, but I love the whole thing about how it well, at first Jack says, or the Joker, sorry, says, uh, "You made me. You were the one who dropped me into the the vat of chemicals. You made me." And then when he goes off and tells Batman, goes off about how he killed his parents and all that, he's like, "You made me first, and then I made you." And now I'm going to end you. Yeah. Or now I'm going to kill you. Which I thought was, uh, was great. They, uh, this was the next thing that was crazy. So he falls off the side of the building and he's hanging there. And then he, the Joker, by the way, is able to pull Batman and Vicky down with him. Like as they're just standing over the edge of the fucking building, he is able to grab both of them and just, ah, And of course, Vicky and Batman are hanging um, on the edge, and the Joker is kind of like on the ledge himself. He's kind of standing there, and I love when he looks at the gargoyle. He's like, "Who are you laughing at?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> and so he he tries to get he tries to knock Vicky in, uh, or oh, he's like, "Let me give you a hand," and it's a fake hand. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, oh I yeah. Mean, He's like, oh, I know how to make myself laugh. <laughs> Again, just having way too much fun. He's with having, he is, yeah. dude, he is having a blast. He, the helicopter, the Joker copter comes in. Yeah. <laughs> drops the, the ladder. 
I love how he's like, they don't make them like this anymore as he's knocking the bricks off, trying to knock them off the edge. Yeah, he, he grabs onto the ladder, but as he's getting lifted up, Batman shoots a line from the gargoyle to the Joker's leg, causing the him not to be able to climb up or the helicopter to lift him up. And he the, the eventually the gargoyle just rips out. Yeah. <laughs> how much do you think that gargoyle weighs? Oh, a lot. I would have like just immediately t- took him down. Just <laughs> no, there's yep. no hesitation of him just holding on. It was just, ah, but Bye. the Joker can't hold on anymore, and he falls, and it's a really bad fall. Like it looks terrible. Oh, it's awful. It's cartoons, man. It looks like a cartoon as he's it falling, does. flashing by the light, and uh, he hits. Uh, Batman and Vicky, they go. They are trying to climb back up, but it breaks. They fall. Batman shoots uh, another line and they stop immediately. They're yeah, both just, dead. They're both fucking dead. It's oh, like a, it's a Gwen Stacy moment. Her fucking and neck yes. is snapping, bro. And she is dead. Like this is why it made me laugh. Yeah. But then we get the, the cool, the, the cool scene where we pan down to Joker's dead body in a crater of his, in the shape of his body. And you got the, the, the laughing going on like that really, yeah high-pitched laugh yeah, and you find like out it's like a, it's in a box it's like a laughing box or something like that yeah that he kept in yeah. his pocket i really wanted i really wanted a line that was taken from like king kong you know the line about yeah. like you know the beauty killed the beast well they get close to that earlier uh what is it it's, it's when said, as though lung. we are made for each other beauty and the beast of course if anyone else calls you beast i'll rip their lungs out yeah 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 <laughs> God, there's so many good lines in this movie, dude. Oh, boy. I know you don't like it, dear, but it's a good movie. Oh, yeah. One of my favorites <laughs> and one of the creepiest things. If you, when the Joker becomes the Joker and he, him and Bob are in their little, like, hideout together for the first time and he grips him in the, the shoulders and he goes, Bob, I want you to go down to the globe. Follow that reporter Knox. Take your camera. See what he knows about this Batman. And Bob, remember. You are my number one guy. He's and like, he's like, he's, he's like, great. He's like massaging his shoulders. It was so like, are we, are we going somewhere with this? I, I liked it because like immediately I was like, like, I don't remember this scene when I watched it. But then when he walks away, he just starts laughing because I know he was mocking the one dude he killed that said the same shit to him. So oh, it's like an the, inside joke. Only yeah. he's going to get, but it's yeah. Joker. So he's going to yeah. do it. So, so the Ratelli. The, after Ratelli dies, the whole conversation he has with the dead body, he says, your pals, out. they're not bad people. Maybe we uh, got to give them a couple of days to think it's over. And then he shakes its head. He goes, no, I agree some now. Well, OK, you are a, you are a vicious bastard, Ratelli, and uh, I'm glad you're dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I love his little dance he does at the top of the, the tower before the. Before he falls, his little his little maniacal laughter and his his yes. little dance. And yeah, his... yeah, yeah. So good. Who do you trust? Hubba hubba hubba. Money, money, right. money. money. Who money. do you trust? Me? I'm giving away free money. And where's the Batman? He's at home washing his tights. So yeah, the movie ends with we see Batman or the the Joker's body, and then we see a pre- It's a press conference the next day talking about how all of Joker's men were um, round up and crime is over. It's going to be quiet times here in Gotham. 
And Vicky walks away and Knox comes up and he's like, hey, I thought this was your thing. And she's like, nah. He's like, what about our Paul surprise? What about us? He's like, yeah, here's a kiss on the cheek. I'll never see you again. She Good luck, brother. Yeah, she goes uh, and she's walking and she turns. She, see Al- she sees Alfred with the car as she sees the light because they talk about the Batman, how the, he left a letter, pretty much how, you know, he's going to do what he can whenever there's, you know, bad people around. And they're like, yeah. how do they call him? And it shows the biz, the bat signal. Yep. Tink. The perfect bat signal in the air. <laughs> there's no perfect. No, perfect. There's no flaws at all. No. This is a fucking dirty city. There's haze all the time. Yeah. All the time. Gotham. So she sees the the bat symbol as she gets into the car. And we then pan up to the side of the building where Batman is looking at the bat symbol. And that's yep. it. That's Batman 1989. What a fun, what a fun movie. I fucking love this movie. And I apologize to everybody out there who's like, man, your plot breakdown kind of sucked today. I know. I'm sorry. We uh I wasn't able to take my in-depth notes that I usually do when we do these reviews. Um, I had to watch this with a four-month-old where it was very difficult for me to write notes. Scribble on his head. So I apologize for the the asking what was going on or long pauses trying to figure out what the fuck was happening because my memory is not very good either so but next week is going to be different because we're going to have a special guest on the show who is a diehard batman returns fan well actually he's a he's a huge batman fan in general not just batman returns so if for some reason i can't think of something he's probably going to know the thing justin from epic film guys is going to be joining us next week as we talk about batman returns so if you want to know who that is, make sure to go follow Epic Film Guys over on your favorite podcast services. Um, great. Uh, they just did a review on Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which we also have a review, which will be up on the channel when you hear this, uh, when you hear or watch this video. Yep. Also, when this video comes out, the Batman will be out, meaning we're going to be doing a fresh cut of the Batman at some point. It's not going to be within the first couple of days of the movie being out because it's all about when all of us will be able to see the movie and then yep. sit down and talk about it because work in life. That's yes. how it goes. But we will be doing our weekly Batman reviews. Every We record them on time where we all are available. So you guys will be getting your your weekly videos, but the Batman fresh cut might not be for a couple weeks after the movie comes out. We're also going to be doing a fresh cut on Uncharted because they just saw Uncharted and I've and I saw Uncharted, you know, last week. So we're going to be doing a Uncharted fresh cut at some point and we'll get that to you guys as quickly as possible. I don't want to get out of date because I don't want to, you know, say something and then it doesn't happen. But yeah, this was a lot of fun. Batman is definitely a movie I watch a few times a year because it's just such a good movie. It's a great movie you can just kind of put on, even if you don't really pay attention to the whole thing. It's always good to have in the background. Or, you know, Jack Nicholson's performance is just so good. I mean, most of the time I watch it just for him, even though I love Michael Keaton. I love his Batman. Jack Nicholson is the reason this movie is so fucking good. Yeah, I agree. But he next, really, he's always chewing at the scenery. Oh, so he's just, he's great. But next week it is Batman returns, which is another one. It's a, it's Tim Burton's second go around with the Batman franchise. 
Michael Keaton's back as Batman, but we got some new faces and I am very excited to talk about it because it's it's another one that's I mean, to be honest, when it comes to the 90s Batman movies, I, you know, the Burton Batmans are always going to be my favorites, but, you know, and then Batman Forever is an enjoyable movie, but boy, it's going to be fun in a few weeks when we talk about one of the worst movies ever made. <laughs> but. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you everybody for watching, listening. Appreciate everybody for all the support that you show the show. Make sure if you want merch, we have merch over at T public. Make sure to click on the link we'll have in the description. Um, we have t-shirts, sweatshirts, all that fun stuff. Um, and again, thank you so much for 300 subscribers on YouTube. We are doing great on podcast services. Can't thank everybody enough on that. And it's very exciting to be bringing in guests who also do what we do. And these are people who have been doing it longer than we have. You know, we are not even a year into this show and to be able to get people who have been doing it for, I think Epic film guys, they've been around since like 2014. So they've been doing this quite Damn. a while. They've, they know I, they, they are, they are good at this where we're still learning. <laughs> yes. So it's going to be fun to, to bring on some guests and, have them outshine us on our own show. It's going to be great. <laughs> oh, I'm going to run that. Fucking I don't dirt, care. Man. All right. I'm <laughs> no, going to tell him, I'm going to tell him, I'm going to say, take it over, baby. <laughs> okay. I'm out this week. Just leave it for him. Yeah. So just yeah, kidding. thank you very much for everything. Um, I'm very excited for uh, the rest of these films and talking about them and make sure to like comment and subscribe on the video and the channel. Leave us comments on what we might have missed. Um, yell at us if we got anything wrong. And always, I always tell people if you want a recommendation on, like you want to give a recommendation on a movie or a series that you would like us to cover in the future, please just leave them in the YouTube comments because it's just easier. Because I read all the YouTube comments and I try to comment on all of them because you know sometimes there's none or sometimes there's a few. But it's oh, it's how we determine what we want to do next. Yeah, uh, because we want to listen to you guys because you're the ones that are listening to the show, watching the show. You know, we want your you know input on what we do. So, comment, leave comments on the videos, please. All of them, even if you want to say, "Oh, Angela's hair is really pretty. It, I like the color of her hair. That's awesome. Leave that comment. All right." If you say, Dan, his face is so adorable. I just want to squish his cheeks. Yeah, ain't nobody Leave that comment that. too. <laughs> I want to if, you, if, if you're looking at him, it's like, yep. if you look at the video and say, Brett, never wear that fucking Batman onesie again, you fat fuck. Tell me then too. I, wow. will, I will gladly not wear it anymore. <laughs> Actually, I Please probably would. I probably would. Just to spite you all, you fuckers. <laughs> ah, do it. So, yes. We will see you all next week. Thank you so much. Batman Returns. Watch it. Create your own opinions. That's what we always say when it comes to these movie reviews. These are our opinions. So make your own. All right. We'll see you all next week. I am Brett Parker. That is DNA Gaming. You want to follow us on any of our socials? They're down in the, uh, in the box down there. All right. You all have a great week. Watch Jurassic Park 3. Oh, oh, Bye. oh, wait, 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 wait. I, I keep forgetting to do our outro. Rip. Uh, 
I am Brent Parker. That is DNA Gaming. We are Dissect That Film, and this has been the Dissect That Film Podcast, episode 44. We'll see y'all next week. Goodbye! Bye, Drive Park 3. <laughs>